You are now listening to the Go On Them podcast with Soph and G. We're here to bring you the tea on anything and everything from social media, travel and well-being, plus some business stories from us and fab guests along the way. So go on then, pop us in your headphones, pour yourself a cuppa and tune in with us every week as we navigate life together. Welcome back. Hello everyone. Welcome back to the final episode. Cue sad music. Of season one. Yeah. She's over. She's over. We've done six episodes. We've been in your ears for six weeks and today is the last one and then we're going to have a wee Christmas break. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Christmas break. Me too. Yeah. Are you going away? Yes, I'm going up north to hang out with the fam. Oh, your fam lives in possibly one of the most beautiful areas in New Zealand, right? Yeah, place where it's actually summer. Yeah. Well, don't they call Northland the winterless north? They do, but it's not true. Like, the winter is kind of just rainy and humid. Just not cold? Like, they don't get snow? No, no. Like, we might get a frost, like, once every few years. And everybody's, like, freaks out. Oh, my God, there's ice on the car. Yeah, like... And it melts by, like, 7.30 a.m. Yeah, you can't drive on the roads. Everyone's, (laughs) like, shut down. I mean, Queenstown does that, and we're a snow, like, mountain town. Mm. This has been pretty exciting. It has been. It's been a... You know, we, we did talk about it for a while doing this, and it's kind of cool that we just did it. I think a lot of people have been asking... What, what's your plan with yeah. the podcast? What are you doing with it? And yeah. both of us, I think our answers are, we don't know. No. Just, <laughs> we have no plan. <laughs> we have no plan. We've just thrown it out there. Yeah, and see what the reaction was. And so far I've been pretty positive. Yeah. In fact, like you said to me this morning, I've been asking people for critical, like critical criticism or whatever. <laughs> and people are like, no, we don't have any. Yeah. And my stepmom said to me, it was so sweet. She said, she pops us in her ears while she's like cleaning the house. And she feels like when she closes her eyes that we're sat on the sofa. We love that. That was our goal. That's what, that's what we wanted it to sound like. Like people were kind of just listening into a conversation with us. Yeah. I just can't believe we did it. Like we actually hit record and put it out there and now we own this little slice of the Spotify and Apple podcast corner of the world. It's kind of nice. Yeah. And it's been a really beautiful creative outlet. I think for creative people, it's so important to branch away from your norm. Like if you're a photographer, maybe go and try drawing or if you're a writer, maybe pick up a camera and it just unlocks a new party brain. Yeah, it does. I've really enjoyed that. And like, no pressure. We're not yeah. working for anyone in this no. situation, which is nice. Like, There's no responsibility. No, we just come and we can talk about whatever we want, which yeah. I love. I know. Part. Yeah. And it's been interesting to see what episodes have done well and what people have resonated with and what people have shared and like the messages that we get and stuff like that. So planning for season two is going to be interesting it's just kind of nice that we've like I feel like we've created this safe space online that people can just plug in and listen to you know there's no right or wrong there's the we've got the freedom to chat about what we want there's no constraints there's no yeah anything now yeah it's kind of nice and it's chill like I look forward to this morning every week yeah it is chill like it really is chill 
yeah, I enjoy that part. Just me and you sat on a bedroom floor. Yeah, there's no, there's no, I mean, we have a little bit of structure to what we're talking about, but it's pretty vague. Yeah, I had did have some messages this morning actually being like, can we, can you tell us about your podcast setup? Because I think she wants, the girl that was messaging me wants to start a podcast and stuff. And I think probably my biggest tip would be bullet point what you do want to say, because otherwise you do just stare at each other. Yeah. We've been pretty structured in that sense. And I think with the topics and stuff, I think, was it the first episode we wrote, like, pretty much everything that we were going to say? Yeah, and, and it's like we were sc- reading we, off a script. Yeah, we were like, uh, <laughs> yes, hello, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> we are robots. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were, like, looking at each other, like, like, swinging our head to each other and being like, your turn. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, but now we've come a long way. We've just got bullet points now. Yeah. And that works way better. So much better. No, yeah. it's good. So this episode is called... Life-changing moments. Here's to life-changing moments. And we've really tried to think of things that we've not covered in the previous episodes because obviously there's travel and we talked a lot about in the Here's to Our Twenties episode and like Here's to the Grind and stuff, you know, like work and travel really does kind of change your life. Yeah. Um, and our business has obviously massively changed the course of our lives and stuff like that. I was having a conversation with my friend about it and I was like, I've got all these massive moments, but I don't know if I've already touched on them. And she said something about maybe reflecting on what made you step into your own. And I was like, oh, yeah. That's pretty good. That's a good one. I kind of like that. Yeah. Like what, what moment made me feel like I'd stepped into my own. So that's what we're delving into today. First up, we would like to say a huge thank you to Logitech for Creators for sponsoring this podcast and providing the gear we need to bring this to your ears. They've hooked us up with the Blue Yeti microphones and stream cams to record and stream our first podcast season. And so far, we're loving it. Check out our Instagram at GoOnThenPodcast for more info about our setup. So let's start with a little bit of a wrap up of the year then, because it's the end of 2022, which is madness. I honestly feel like I've blinked and 2022 has just gone. Yeah, well, I feel like the last two years, I feel like I'm still like mid-20s. I know. I'm not. No. Me neither. I don't know how this happened. You're nearly 30. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 2022 was quick. I remember being away last year, like we go away every kind of from Boxing Day onwards in the van. And I remember coming home because Tori had gone into labour and Ollie was born on the 8th of Jan. And we like raced home for it. And we got home on the Saturday and he was born Saturday night and Sunday I went round. That was a year ago nearly a year ago and I'm like how 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 is I I think maybe children kind of skew the the course of a you know like the flow of a year because you're watching this like little human grow and before you know it it's their birthday it's really obvious to little kids like seeing them grow up because it's like a real physical difference yeah year, year to year what were some things that went on in 2022 for you that were fabulous and what was your biggest challenge oh I had a big year yeah like a big big year I think it was so it's the first time I went home after all the covid lockdowns and stuff so seeing my family for the first time for three years in three years was amazing and I went on my own as well which was kind of sad because I wanted Robbie to be there but you know we were crooks into the house build then so we yeah went on my own so that was huge it was so nice to just reconnect with all my home humans definitely the house build you know that was you can't not mention it like it 
it's I can't not. It's, it's been a consumed. very consuming part. Yeah. So we the start of the year we were away. We came back. Then I had a few jobs like early in between like January and March. Then we went on the Milford track. And when we came off the Milford track is the day that the slab was being poured. Mm. So from March, literally to like now, hopefully when you're listening to this, I'm unpacking boxes. <laughs> Who knows? Come to my Instagram and see if it actually happened. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a consuming process. You know, it's every day of your life. Something's happening on the house, plus running a business, plus Robbie's business, plus trying to, yeah, like travel and... Survive. Survive. Yes. Stay hydrated. See my friends. Eat salads. Eat. Yeah. <laughs> sleep. Yeah. What is sleep? Oh, man. Yeah, it's been pretty big. And, like, obviously, Ollie was born. My besties moved to Queenstown. Lots of amazing work. Like, 2022 was huge for me for work. Had some really, really awesome campaigns, some big campaigns. So it was it was fun. I look back on 2022 and I'm very, very grateful for it. Awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, that's good. It's, it's awesome that you managed to get so much diversity into the year, even though you were so flat out on the house. Yeah, I can <laughs> feel it, though. Yeah, definitely. Definitely need a holiday. Yeah, what do I look like right now? Uh, she looks great, guys. She, she's puffy. She looks a little tired. <laughs> she's very tired. <laughs> My face is very puffy. It might be the hay fever. It might be this sleep deprivation. But we're we're moving through. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was it was crazy. I packed a lot in. How much did you just on the topic of the house? How much work have you guys done on the house? Like, what's Robbie done? What have you guys done? And what have, what's kind of been purely your jobs? So we had Matt, our builder, do all the framing and everything. Then we kind of split it into we had some tradies and he had some tradies. And, you know, we we had this really awesome relationship where we could get those people because we knew them. Because Robbie obviously works in the trade as well. So yes. we, know, we know a lot of people. Robbie has done a lot. So as soon as the frames went up and it needed to, the insulators came in, we were going to do the insulation. Don't do it. It's such a horrific job. So we paid for insulators to come in. And then Robbie did the jib, which is like the plasterboard. He laid the floor. He's obviously doing the stonework. Like the house is 53% clad in stone we got professional painters in yeah Robbie laid all the floor that Robbie built the kitchen and the laundry like there was there's so much that he's been doing but like the floor was huge in itself like massive job to lay floor in and we've got like two different kinds of flooring as well and one of them was easy you know bunnings click clack laminate flooring and then in the main room of the house it's like oak and needed to be treated and glued down yeah big yeah. big job yeah massive job and like the board and batten on the outside Robbie had to paint all that oh, before yeah. it went up you did that Rusted too right it. yeah painstaking me personally not a lot oh. <laughs> Like I'm in charge of cleaning yeah. and sweeping and um, getting rid of rubbish and being there if somebody's like, hey, can you do this? But I'm also the person that takes all the phone calls. Yeah, I was going to say, you do a fair bit of, you've done a fair bit of the ad. The behind the scenes. Yeah. The, not so much the financy stuff. Robbie's, I'm not very good with numbers. Like I can't count. <laughs> so, like I'm not. <laughs> two plus two is nine. Yeah, exactly yeah. that. Like I'm useless <laughs> with numbers. So he did all the financy stuff. But then, yeah, you know, just the emails and the sorting trades out and taking a phone call for this and making decisions on the spot and whatnot. Because Robbie's working on the house, like he's technically a trade. Yeah. I did not factor that in. You know, when you see on um, Grand Designs and stuff, they have project managers. Yeah. I thought that's just what the builders do. No. But no, that project is manager. our job. Yeah. And far out what a job it is. Like, yeah. I wouldn't pay someone to do it just because it's another cost, but it has been a hefty job project 
managing a build yeah it's and thick. working yeah and yeah. like you go to bed and you're thinking about it and you mm. wake up and you're thinking about it yeah so yeah it was it, it was good it was very very good what would be so you say you kind of had a couple of favorite jobs for 2022 give me your top i'm, I'm gonna make can I'm i have for- two no I'm can i please forced, have two i'm forcing you to pick one oh, can i have like one at the start of the year and one at the end yes so i went to <laughs> <laughs> make a decision for myself um i went to kai Kauda in at the start of the year like march time and did the alpine pacific touring route so worked with like christchurch visit Hiranui and destination kai Kauda and did like a week road trip epic cool really good because they wanted to focus on cycling and hiking and outdoor stuff so we cycled in each region which is something that like we don't own bikes so it was awesome to do that and then the other one that I'm going to get in there which is I think is pretty obvious if you follow my Instagram is GoPro Switzerland unbelievable life-changing like so fun and opened so many doors and so much creativity and you know four days just wasn't enough I could have stayed there for four weeks it it was awesome like one of the best work perk trips I've ever done Switzerland too that's I mean it's it's cool that it wasn't just like Australia sorry Australians yeah you know it was really far away like it felt like a real adventure and like going on my own yeah and we had to film an arrival video so everybody got tasked you need to film a video on your way here to then post on the first day of the summit to be like woohoo look we're all in Switzerland so you've got 50 creators posting about GoPro being in Switzerland and when you're on your own that's kind of and you're in airports it's challenging I mean I don't care what people think about me when I'm filming myself but I was legit like putting the camera down on the ground and like jumping over it in the middle of the airport (laughs) and you know the we like travelator thing that you go on to get to gates like putting it down and like walking away from it and then having to like run back (laughs) and pick it up chaos uh but fun yeah awesome loved it mm. would love to go back to switzerland awesome it was stunning what about you good good year for 2022 yeah i mean 2022 probably one of the busiest years i think i've had in my life one yeah. of the most logistically challenging mm-hmm. years um, that's a good that's a very diplomatic and good way of putting it yeah yeah without I, being like i'm stressed to fuck yeah <laughs> with me <laughs> yeah um yeah I mean we so we got married in February so so and that was back back when COVID was like really a thing so I remember you saying you had to have people's number limits and vaccines and all certificates and stuff yeah messy yeah so like logistically that was very stressful like planning the wedding throughout that time early this year and and getting that done was really cool yeah um, but then it was straight on to the build yeah straight so, away weren't you yeah so we we're like finalizing the designs and all the stuff you have to do before you even start pouring the slab yeah so yeah there was that and then before we even poured the slab we moved cities towns yeah so that was that was a big one for us because I guess we'd kind of intended to be where we were for a little bit of time and then we just made the decision that it wasn't working for us and that we were going to move. So yeah, that was huge. Yeah, and massive. Yeah, and then just trying to maintain work and relationships and stuff within that. It's really, it's really challenging. Yeah. It's been so challenging and I don't think, it's one of those things that's similar to a wedding. I don't think people understand unless they've gone through it or done it how much stress it can cause 
to organize something like a house or a wedding Mm -hmm. because there's so many moving parts does it feel weird that you've been married for like nearly a year i'm i'm stoked we've survived to be honest because (laughs) of all the bloody stuff we've done what do they say like is it moving and building a house are like two of the most challenging yeah things to do with your partner yeah so props to you what's the first year wedding anniversary plan um look if if we can get in our house that would be super oh. cool that would because it would be sort of due for completion around the time oh that would be so nice yeah and then we're just gonna like literally just sit in there and be like holy crap and we then did it. what's first year wedding anniversary gift it's paper so you should get yeah. him a roll of wallpaper and be like put that up Russ. yeah i'm like <laughs> we're not doing gifts for us like we have this house to pay for so yeah. <laughs> no you should it's yeah. paper you make him just... a little origami swan or something yeah i think you'd like or that do, yeah do something Thank you. I got our, our wedding song is called You and I by a woman called Ingrid Michelson. And the video to the song. Is that, sorry, is that the one from Juno? It's like, don't you Yes, worry it's in me. Juno. Yeah, I've never seen Juno. Oh, we studied it yeah. in school. Like, it's like a little ukulele. Yeah. Yeah, so the video on YouTube is like these two little stick people and they climb up this hill because one of the lyrics is, let's get rich and buy a mountain, a house on a mountain or something. So I got my friend who's an artist to like pretty much draw the video and then oh. just printed it. Like the little stick people in the mountain on top, the house on top of the mountain. Cool. Yeah, and then just like she's like scrawled like you and I, um, you know, in like cool handwriting because my handwriting's disgusting. Amazing. Yeah. So you just gotta think cute, you know. You gotta yeah. think like sentimental. I love that. Like I'm so excited to move into the house because we can put up all our art and stuff. Oh and yeah. I'm not one of those people that's just gonna buy, you know, the photo of the Highland cattle. Please don't get the cow. The the grey, black and white Highland. No, the goddamn cattle. cow. If, no. If you're if you're out there and you're listening to this and you have one on your wall. <laughs> Take it down. Uh, yes. <laughs> Everybody has the cow. Every, I don't want that. I want like uh, meaningful imagery and art that yeah. like has been given to us. Mm. Or I struggle with I being know. a photographer and not wanting to put my own photos on the wall. I don't want that. Yeah, I remember you saying For that. For some reason. I don't, don't think I've ever taken a photo where I'm like, that's a banger. I want that printed. Whereas I look at other people's work and I'm like, I need that photo. I need it printed. Yeah. Emma Orchard does beautiful prints I've got one of hers and I'm thinking about buying another but and I'm also torn between art and photography yeah I've got a lot of um love thy land you know um oh, yes. the lady from Wanaka yeah I've got a lot of her stuff we've been collecting that for years but how to display it not sure that's the thing eh it's mm. good I don't know I think I some of my work like photography wise I don't mind having it up in the house but it's got to be like a meaningful place like maybe it's a mountain in Nepal that I I photographed from a moment that was important to me yeah I like that stuff but not necessarily just like a random scenic shot that I took on the weekend do you know what I mean no it's yeah it's difficult Mm. it's a it's a funny one but funny that like 2022 has been quite similar for us yeah, it's been really similar. But also nice, because we've navigated it together. Been able to relate and talk through all yeah, the challenges Yeah, you're not just boring stuff. people being like, oh my God, the I'm bathtub so arrived. Yeah. <laughs> you has got like, a crack in it. It's got a crack What in am it. I meant to do? Yeah. yeah. Flush my toilet, yeah. three litres of water came out. <laughs> Make sure, I'm like a little bit in front of you, so I'm having all these issues, yeah. and then 
I'm like, make sure you check this. Yeah. Make sure you do this. Like double, double, triple check that. And then you were like, there's paint on the windows. And I was like, don't worry, it comes like, off. Does it come off? Help. Yeah. It comes off. Yeah, it is good. It's been, it's been really good. Cause like, like I just said, I think a lot of people don't understand if they haven't gone through it. They try and relate, but yeah. it's good because you're literally just going through it at the same time. So I reckon we do a house mm. episode. I think it'd be funny to be, to, well, also chat through it because I get heaps of questions from people all the time being like, what about this? And how did you do that? And how did you do that? And finances and mortgages and how does it work? So I reckon season two will have a wee house app for you. Yes, I think that's a great idea. Let's do it. This season of Go On Then is brought to you by Logitech for Creators, who put creators at the heart of everything they do. New to the podcasting world, we wanted to ensure that our setup was right from the get-go, and Logitech for Creators have hooked us up with the Blue Yeti microphones and the Streamcam. The Blue Yeti microphones feature studio controls for headphone volume, pattern selection, instant mute, and microphone gain. This puts you in charge of every level of the recording process, while the Streamcam ensures any video content recorded is sharp, with smooth motion. Thanks again to Logitech for Creators for bringing our podcast dream to life. So life-changing moments, I guess, is the the title of this podcast. Yes. Which is, I don't know, I think it's quite broad and it's really hard. Well, it's not really hard, but it's quite difficult to reflect on your whole life and be like, these were the moments that my life changed yeah my 30 years of existence yeah but what for you because obviously we've been reflecting pre-podcast recording on some of the things that have been life-changing for us so what would be your first one you know as soon as you said that like reflecting on things that have the way that you just said it completely flipped my brain into something different than what I've written down oh really yeah okay and I don't know why, how you said it. So I've got all, I've got three things written down, but the way that you just said that, I was like, oh my God, the biggest life-changing thing in my life so far was at the tender age of seven years old when my parents broke up. I don't know why that just like came into my head. That was huge for me and my brother and my mum and dad. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously it was huge for all four of us. Like it was massive. Yeah. And I think if that hadn't have happened, my whole life would be so different. Mm. Because it wasn't just my parents breaking up. It was the introduction of step-parents. Yeah. It was the moving house. It was the moving schools. It was the... Did they stay in the same town? Or... No. Oh, yeah, that's hard. City. So city, we're from... Yeah. yeah, so I'm from Sheffield, which is a huge city. But I was... We lived in a village. My dad moved to the other side of the city, which is where his mum... Which, which is where he grew up. So my dad was from Hillsborough. Mum was from the city, but then when they met, we moved to a wee town called Eckington. Okay. Um, and that's where I went to school. That, that's where I started, went to nursery, primary school, secondary school. And they bought a house in Eckington. And then my dad moved back to Hillsborough and we stayed, but moved house further up the road, closer to school. But yeah, when I think about that, I'm like, oh God, yeah, seven years old to go through that kind of emotional damage. <laughs> and not, I think, well, just from my point of view, like, because that happened to me too, but slightly younger, you don't really understand fully what's going on either. And it's sort of like, why, I, for me, I was like, why am, why do I have to go to so-and-so's house? I want to stay with you. And then you'd go to yeah. dad's house and then it was like, I want to stay here and I don't want to go there. Like, yeah. 
yeah. I was seven, but very, very mature for my age. My brother is two years older than me. And I would say that he struggled more than me with it. He didn't understand why mom and dad weren't still together. He didn't understand why you had to book two parents' evening appointments, one for mum, one for dad, kind of thing. It, it really affected him. Whereas I, very early on into the breakup, realised that dad didn't leave me. He didn't leave me and my brother. He left my mum. They fell out of love. They were destined not to be together anymore, which was heartbreaking probably for the both of them. But in the long run, they're both remarried and happy with their now partners, which I think is awesome. Like you were, you're not made for the, if you're not made for the one person, then, you know, it's so detrimental to stay together. You should leave. And then we've had this crazy childhood, you know, yeah, you go to dad's on the weekend, you live with mom, you go on holiday with your dad. I remember one year when we were kids, we get six weeks off over the summer break and my dad was allowed to take us away for two weeks. And then my mom would take us on holiday for two weeks as well. So we went to this island called Crete, which is mm. just under Greece, I think. I don't know. My geography's not I've that great. Crete, but anyway, but no it's, it's in Europe. Mm. Um, and my dad took us to this town called Stalis for two weeks. And we had this awesome, beautiful holiday, came home. And my mom then took us on holiday three days later, but she didn't tell us where we were going. And we were like, where are we going? She was like, oh, we're just going on holiday. I was like, oh, okay. So we like packed all our summer stuff, got on the plane. We literally went to the next town on oh, really? called Agos Nikolaios. So we went to Stalis for two weeks and then the next town on for two weeks. So I spent a month in Crete. And then I was like, this is wild. This is so wild. But you get that when your parents break up, right? Yeah. You get two birthdays, you get two Christmases and it's not ideal, but you make the most of it. And I think our parents really strived to make it as normal as possible. Hmm. So as much as it was life-changing, it for me, it could have been devastating, but it was actually a really good thing. Like, you now my stepmom is like, she's one of the closest people in my life. Like, I could not possibly do life without her. Yeah. She's incredible. So having that, a new relationship with this woman and then her family, you know, yeah. it opened it opened my world to all these people I would have never met, which is, yeah. Lovely. It's like so nice. Your family. Yeah, and I feel so blessed to have all these people take me in as somebody not related to them. But yeah, I've that- now got an auntie and an uncle that I never had before and cousins that call me cuz. And I'm like, cuz I'm like their cool older cousin that like lives in New Zealand <laughs> and snowboards, you know? And I'm like, yeah, come over whenever you want and now I have this like beautiful bond with these children that I would have never known yeah that's really cool yeah it sounds like a really like healthy step parent relationship do you call your step parent step mum or like what do you call them or do you just call them by their name so so yeah and yeah, um, Richard is yeah. my stepdad um never ever would I call them mum and dad yeah because they're not yeah like they're not my mum and dad but if if I'm like speaking to somebody and Sue's next to me I would be like, oh, yes, mum. I would never be like, oh, it's my stepmom. I would just be like, oh, it's my mum. Because it's, uh, yeah. it's just, I don't know, it kind of feels weird. But no, she, I say, happily say, yeah, I've got step parents and they're awesome. But yeah, it's like dad and Sue and mum and Richard. That's awesome. Like, it's so great for your parents that they both found happiness in another partner after yeah. the divorce. I know, I'm I'm really, really stoked for them. Because um, I, I think people don't, um, like maybe I don't know if people think about this or not but like as kids of divorced parents you just want your parents to be happy yeah like your parents want your kids to be happy yeah like we just want our parents want to see our parents happy as well it's so, all I've ever wanted yeah and for it to be easy because no breakups easy mm. and when I think about when my parents broke up I'm not far away from that age oh yeah right so they broke up in like their mid-30s and I think now if I had a kid and had to leave Robbie for whatever reason how traumatizing that would be Mm. 
so I can now I'm getting older and you know your relationship with your parents matures I have such an incredible relationship with them I can kind of sympathize with them and I look back on some you know some stuff wasn't ideal as a kid there's some stuff you don't need to hear or don't want to see yeah um but then when I'd step back from it I'm like oh okay that's that's why it happened but also therapy was huge in that uh, unpacking that emotional damage from as, as a kid you were, yeah oh that's awesome no like and then in later life as well yeah so like my sleep problems like my nightmare night terrors and like the same people at the end of my bed and like weird stuff apparently is like my brain heading into resolve so my subconscious is trying to resolve trauma mm. Mm, so unpacking that's been really interesting as well because it's just yeah stuff happened way out of our control yeah and maybe some stuff wasn't handled as well as it probably could have been but also I'm like everyone's human and emotions are hard yeah so yeah but also made me who I am I'm pretty strong pretty resilient yeah pretty life-changing but yeah yeah, I don't know why the way that you said that changed I was gonna go straight into the cliche hiking changed my life but you know I thought I'd just go deep (laughs) it's a little bit deeper yeah Yeah, just go deep with the emotional (laughs) damage and childhood trauma yeah um but yeah no I would probably say my next thing would be hiking as cliche as cliche as that is finding something that I am so passionate about and care so deeply about and I just remember that first summit and standing there and feeling like invincible and being like oh my god I've just legit hiked this mountain and I'm stood on the top and never forgetting that feeling and then wanting it again, it was kind of like a, it was like a drug. Yeah. Like I needed it again. I needed, I needed the adrenaline. I needed the endorphins. And it's kind of, yeah, that's where I really stepped into my own. Yeah. Found my why. Really settled my brain. Ignited a lot of passion and led me on to everything that's kind of in my current life. Because from hiking and sharing hiking and sharing those adventures has led me on mm, to what true. my business is now. True. So I would say that that was life changing. Yeah. For me. That's a good call. And sorting my health. That's a big one. I think, I I feel like in school, we're not really taught about like how to actually look after yourself and maintain proper like mental and physical health. It's just like eat five plus a day yeah. and um, do 30 minutes of exercise. Mm, I think no, it's coming Brenda, more so now. <laughs> take a shower. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Call a friend. Yeah. And talk. Book a therapy session if you need it. Yeah. Come on, Sharon, get with the times. Yeah. I think more so now it's probably coming mm. into, you know, with like the rise of the mind charity and like what people are doing for kids and mental health foundation, Gumboot Friday, like, you know, yes. all the stuff here, especially in New Zealand. I think it's really ramping up. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, health, health is wealth, right? Somebody said that to me once and I was like, oh my God, like there's no greater currency than your heart beating. Yeah. Yeah. It really made me realize that to get to the top of these mountains, I needed to be mentally and physically strong. Cause when I moved over from England to Australia, I was like, not good I was like not in good shape not Mm. I wasn't fit I couldn't run I like Robbie went running one day and I was like I can can do this like I was kind of sat at home and I was like oh no he's the kind of guy that gets home and goes for a run when he gets in from work it's like (laughs) great okay I'm gonna have to do that or he'd like go surfing and stuff and I'd just sit and watch and I was like no I'm gonna run so I like put music in my headphones and set off and I couldn't even make it to the end of a song and I was like oh my god I can't even run for three minutes like this is not good so then I like opened up to Robbie and I was like can we go and buy me some running trainers and he was like yeah why and I was like because I need I need to yeah I need to Um, and then we just got into this kind of like being fit and healthy Mm. which is and anyone can do it yeah it's just like I remember I'm sure she won't mention uh 
mind me mentioning this, but I remember a, f- a couple of friends and I, when we worked in Queenstown together, we went to, I've, I've always been big into running, like I've always enjoyed it, loved yeah. trail running, and we went to the field across from where we worked and we were going to do like a workout after yeah. work together, and one of my friends, she was like, she was battling a bit and really struggling with the running aspect of the fitness that we were doing. She is now like, she just ran the half marathon, did it in two hours, and she she's a mum, she's just... She crushed it. And I was just like, I'm so impressed by you. Yeah. Like, because I remembered her struggling so bad at that session. And now she does CrossFit. She runs half marathons. So She's good. just crushing it. Like, yeah. That's, and I think you do get to a point, don't you, in your life where you're like, I need to take control of my health because mm. it really makes, it makes you happier yeah. when you look after your physical and mental health. Yeah. Which often the two are linked anyway. Yeah, for sure. Mm. I've let mine slip a little bit. this past six months yeah there's been so much on like I go to my body combat classes because I love that and it's kind of a release I don't have to think about anything you know I go in there for an hour and somebody is on stage screaming (laughs) punch the air and I am punching the air and it's a great release sometimes I imagine something I am punching to get out (laughs) the, the angst of the day um but no, 2023, I'm going to get back. I'd love to run the marathon mm. in November or the half. Yeah. Or the, even the 10K. I'll yeah. do anything. Yeah. So I think if I set myself a goal, then I'll I'll go for it, I think. Have a bit more time next year as well. Yeah. Not building the house. Just sitting in it. Yeah, just sitting in it and yeah. enjoying it. I'm going to put a gym in the garage too, I think. So, you know, it's not a car garage. It's very much like a recreational space. space. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Nice. Do you have any other like massive life-changing moments that um I mean without like going back into what we've said before about travel and moving to a different country and stuff like that you know we've kind of touched on all that I would say one of my other things it's more of a mental life thing is learning how to forgive and that didn't come until like my late 20s learning how to forgive friends and family impacted my being so maybe something happened maybe it was over a course of my life but learning how, even if I've not physically said to them, you did this and I forgive you, internally learning how to do that so that I don't sit on that angst anymore has been pretty huge. And as soon as you do that, feels like a weight has been lifted off your chest. Mm. And do, Have you always been like that? Like when you were young, when you were like quite young, like if, if someone wronged you or you had to forgive them, did you struggle to forgive when you were younger or is it something that kind of developed as you got older um it was as I got older and it was things that happened that might that affected me and I don't I still to this one of them I know was person like actually like at me but one of them I don't know if it was but I got really caught up in it and I'm not a very good confrontational person like I can't call or or meet somebody and be like hey you've really upset me I'll just dwell on it so probably my own fault (laughs) as well but like yeah just a few things that happened and then I needed I I needed to get it out of my brain because it was just consuming me go to bed and think about it I'd wake up and I'd think about it I'd hear their name and I'd be like oh and it would just send me west like I'd be like oh this is not this is not healthy this is not good so yeah internally learning how to forgive and put all that in a box and put it under the bed forget about it nice get it out yeah get it out let it go let it free actually like let it go yeah stop talking about it stop thinking about it it does it doesn't affect your everyday life apart from what it's doing in your brain doesn't do you any good either not at all no and yeah just writing stuff down I don't know if anybody else does this but I'm massive on writing letters and not sending them (laughs) 
Oh yeah, my sister told me to do that. Yeah. Like if you have like a like if someone wrongs you or or you're struggling with something, write them a letter and then physically burn it. Yeah. And watch it burn and watch the That's what I did. All your hate. Yeah. Go up and smoke. Yeah, get it out of your brain. And because it, it kind of feels like the release. And so many times I thought, do I send it? Mm. Do I send the letter? And I was like, what good will that do to that person's emotions? Yeah. They might have no idea about what they've done. Do I need to unearth that? Because that's a whole can of worms that I'm going to have to deal with as soon as that spills. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, oh, burn it. Yeah. <laughs> burn, burn those thoughts. Shit. Burn your feelings. Yeah. Quick chat about our sponsors. The epic team at Logitech for Creators is helping bring our podcast dreams to life with the Blue Yeti microphones and Logitech stream cams. Blue Yeti microphones are the mics of the internet and the stream cam is designed specifically for live streaming. We are so impressed with the functionality and quality of this gear. For two podcast novices, we are stoked to be using this gear for our first season. So your life, what is your life? <laughs> what is your life-changing moments? It's hard to reflect on the life of Georgia. Yeah? Yeah, it is. Because there's so many things that, that factor into changing your life. And one decision can change the course of your life. Yeah. One decision to go to a party or not. One decision to take a job there rather than here. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like it's so broad. But I guess for me, probably some key ones would be back before I moved down here I was kind of looking at a job in Auckland and I was looking at a job in Queenstown I remember one of mum's workmates like got some like crystals out and she was like I'm speaking to the I don't know <laughs> the heebie-jeebies yeah <laughs> and I feel like you should go to Queenstown wow yeah thanks crystals thank you crystals so I ended up going to Queenstown and I honestly don't know what my life would be like if I lived, like, stayed in Auckland. Because, what was the job? Um, in Auckland. Mm. It was nannying. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I also did, like, read the weather on a radio show at the time yeah. in Auckland. So I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know what my life would have been like because my life down here has kind of really created who I am mm. in terms of, like, my love for the outdoors. I mean, I always had that. Um, and my dad is super outdoorsy, so I kind of get that from him. But I think coming down here and really experiencing the mountains, hiking, like yeah. proper hiking, because up north we just don't really have that. We don't have any mountains up there. No. Like the, the closest mountain is Harihaka, and it's like a 20-minute walk. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that would be a big one for me is just moving down here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because obviously that includes Russ and all that kind of stuff as well for me. Which, yeah, obviously I'm married now and it's changed my life. Yeah. I also think that people think that you have to do a huge move for it to be life-changing. Like you need to relocate to a different country. Mm. You know, pack up everything you own, put it in a, in a cargo ship and, you know, you're off to England three months later. But it's still huge that you moved from the north to the south. Yeah. Because they're so different. As yeah. well? Yeah. You live completely different lives if you're a North Islander or a South Islander. Yeah, depending on where you are. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they all places around New Zealand offer something different because this country is so diverse and, you know, terrain and... Everything, weather. Weather, and yeah. What to do in each place and what there is to do in each place. Exactly. So, yeah, that would be one for me, for sure. And then I think a couple a little bit more broad and kind of wider would be 
focusing my life on experiences and making memories with loved ones. Mm. And I think I've done it like a heap travel. We've already talked about all that, but I've been really conscious over the last few years to really foster those relationships with like my sisters and really make the effort for people because you never know when someone's not going to be around. So put in, I put in a lot of effort. Like, I don't know if people would be surprised, but I voice memo like my sister's all the time particularly like my older sister I'm bloody messaging her like every day at the moment yeah um and we just talk about random stuff but I love it because we're we're further away but you know we're still we can still communicate through voice memo and stuff so yeah I think just realizing that how important those relationships are to Mm -hmm. me was a big one do you know why I voice memo why? This is going to sound so morbid. Oh, is it so you can play it back? Yeah. Person dies. Yeah. Is that what you're going to do to all my voice memos? Yeah, all of them. I'm going to smash them all together and be like, <laughs> "Have have you have you proofed that episode yet? Do you save them? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I've got like a couple of yours saved. I don't know how. Wait, do but... you do do you voice memo on iMessage? Um, or WhatsApp? Well, I do to you, but I WhatsApp. So to my WhatsApp sisters. never gets rid of them. Yeah. Neither does Instagram, but iMessage. If you don't listen to the last two seconds, it stays in the chat. Oh. Or you can click like keep, but I do all mine on WhatsApp. Yeah, and sometimes I like text my dad, and I'm like, "Hey, can you voice note me? Like, can you tell me what you're up to? Because I I don't have time to call you. I do have time to call you. It's just that I want to keep his voice. Yeah. Um, and I'm really I I'm massive on like videoing people. Mm. I do it all the time. Yeah. Somewhat inappropriately, like you know, if it's a moment and you're like, oh, you don't really need to have your phone out. I'm like, sorry. I just I, I, I just need the video and I always have my photos on live photos as well yeah to get the video too but yeah I've, I understand that fostering those relationships yeah and also just I think realizing what a healthy relationship looks like because I don't feel like personally we had that like I didn't have that to look at a lot when I was younger so as I got older and moved down here I saw that a little bit more in terms of like romantically like yeah. seeing healthy really healthy relationships mm. but also seeing healthy family relationships and friend relationships yeah and trying to make sure that if the people that are closest to me need me they feel like they can come to me 100% and that yes. I'm always checking in on them too and, yeah. and being like I care about you that's why I'm messaging you yeah. I want to hear from you. I want to see how you're doing. Yeah. And it takes so. two seconds to just takes send a voice seconds. note and be like, hey, how are you? Yeah. And my friend just had a baby and I send her a voice note every, you know, every week or every other day or like just sporadically because I know she'll be up in the night feeding and she's in the UK. So I'll be, you know, we're asleep at different times and she has a baby now. Like I can't just call her whenever I want. Mm. So just sending those voice notes to be like, I'm thinking about you. And then sometimes that's it. Yeah. Then I'm out. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, so important. Yeah, definitely. Is there anything else that was, like, kind of huge for you? Okay, so uh, I know I've talked a little bit about therapy on here, but probably the biggest thing that I learned there, and, like, one of the biggest things we worked on was Mm. that I can't control people's actions because I, I, like, I personally, I'm a warrior. I worry a lot about bad outcomes and... Mm. um, like things maybe not going right so like if there's like a situation I'll immediately think of like the negative things that could happen to that like Uh. let's say Russ is driving to the farm this weekend I'll immediately think like don't have a car crash like um you know make sure you put your seatbelt on like all these kinds of yeah wow things so yeah the that was a really big learning for me was just identifying that 
that I have a bit of an issue with that and thinking, okay, I just need to let go. And like, you know, you talked about forgiveness. Mm. If people, I haven't really had anyone that's wronged me as such in my life badly. But if someone does do something like that, that really affects me, just being like, I can't control their actions. I can only control my reaction, reaction, how I feel about it. So I have to think about that like weekly usually in regards to work and my relationships and stuff because it is something that you know I like to try and control the outcome Mm -hmm. so that it ends up okay in all aspects of my life so it's kind of hard because it makes me not really a massive risk taker and all this other stuff but you would never be like oh fuck it we'll just see what happens like I can be like that though Mm. yeah I think it just depends on how much is at stake for me so like if it's something big I'll be like no no let's not do it the only thing I can't risk is financial, but everything else I'm like, caution to the wind, whatever, <laughs> see what happens. Like it, it'll get fixed or we can see what, you know, there'll be some resolution down the road. Yeah. I don't really care. Yeah. I've got no qualms about doing stuff like that, but I would never like throw finance away. Yeah, right. You know, I would never gamble or I would never be like, yeah, it's stick a grand on black and yeah. see what happens with the roulette is, poker? <laughs> yeah. I, I have no idea but you know when people are like well whatever yeah and like flippant about money or like make bad money moves I could never do stuff like that but but I'm a control freak too yeah not not sorry that was the wrong word I'm not calling you a freak um but I'm I, yeah <laughs> wanting to control things I get yeah. I get it yeah and it's purely like um like it was described to me like you're not he was like you're not controlling because you don't want to like it's not like you want to control everything it's just you purely want to control um situations where there could be a bad outcome and like I'll do anything to make sure that the outcome is good for like people I love or for myself so super selfless then selfless control thank you yeah yeah (laughs) but like you know it's good to know that stuff so learning that was really important for me going forward in business Mm -hmm. and in relationships of my own because I just learned to let go a little bit of things that I couldn't control and it now doesn't affect me as much when things don't go right so to speak yeah yeah so that would be a, a, a big life-changing that's one huge me. yeah such an emotional like big mental learning. one yeah yeah definitely but yeah other than like the obvious stuff that those would be my ones for sure yeah yeah 20 23 it's upon us i feel like when you say that we're talking about way in the future like the year 3000 yeah but yeah. it's it's literally just in a few short it's weeks. like next week <laughs> <laughs> it's like christmas in two days yeah when this goes out yeah so this will go out on wednesday then it's christmas on saturday and then the following week is 2023 wow what the I heck? sound like owen wilson wow <laughs> wow that is that that's yeah crazy i know i've never really been one of those people that you know how people panic when they turn 30 Mm. or they panic when a new year starts or something like that i've never really thought about it but this year has probably been one of the years where i've sat down and focused on time Mm. do you know i have like a real complex with time Mm. yeah something that i'm working on what do you mean like i always feel like time is running out yeah i panic when it gets to the end of a month because i'm like where did april go yeah even though i've done loads of stuff and i've had a great time i panic that my time's running out and one of my issues was i was writing lists to do stuff and not doing it so i would be like i want to hike blah 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 and then i would maybe only do two of them and i'm like well well, i've cooked it now when am i going to do that yeah 
probably in the next 30 years of my life. Yeah. You know, it's not, nothing has, not everything has to be done in the year that you write it, if you write it down. Isn't it weird though that time's like made up? Like yes. a year is made up. Like it's not, like we could just not have years and yeah. it could all just roll into yeah, one. Yeah, every day could just be the next day. Yeah, like we have the 31st and then it rolls into like a new year, but it's really just another day. Yeah. What are we doing? That's I don't so know. Weird. But then you get into that and it's like all the heebie-jeebie lunar stuff and like <sighs> the, not heebie-jeebie, but yeah, like lunar and the solar set. Obviously we have time moves. Reasons. Yeah. What, but like who things, decided but... that it started at, the day started at 12 o'clock? Yeah. Why? And then it was like, went on for 24 hours. But what's an hour? <sighs> yeah. I, You're wigging me yeah. out. I need to Google. We need <laughs> yeah. to Google some of this stuff. Yeah, like, well, how did time start? Yeah. I'm not going to Google it okay. now. Well. What's on the cards for 2023, Jay? What's going on? Ooh, finish the house. Yes. Number one. Massive. Yeah, got to get that done. Yeah. Move in there. Stop paying rent. What's the first so thing excited. you're going to do when you move in? Uh, probably just, like, lie on the floor and cry cry into the bills that you still need to pay yeah <laughs> into the huge mortgage that we have um no yeah we'll be finish, finishing the house just because it's been a massive project for 2022 yeah want to see it through get it done and just be like wow we did it mm-hmm. not that i feel like it's going to be never ending because we've got quite a big section that we're going to have to do a lot of landscaping on and stuff but uh the goal is just to get into the finished house yes. and then can chip away at stuff perfect yeah so that would be one. I think flowing on from that, another one would be to put a bit more love into my relationships with, I mean, I was just saying how good I am at keeping connected with people, but go and visit more people, mm. go and like put the effort in to fly up and see people. It's something I feel like I was good at pre this year, but just because this year has been, you know, every weekend we've been on the house. Yeah. So do that a bit more next year and, and um, yeah, really cherish those relationships and then in terms of work for me I spoke about it a little bit in the work here's to the grind podcast but I want to foster the clients that I have I I don't necessarily want to have like a massive business and like have all these clients so next year I really want to focus on my relationships with them and giving them like my best work and my Mm. best self you know really being able to to be like their right hand person that they can come to and I I am for those clients now but I think just really dedicated to them and kind of produce some really good work hopefully in the new year and just yeah give them some love a little bit more loving yeah and take a take a holiday where are we going last one oh we god knows anywhere Take me, take me. Where do you want to go? Like, where would you go? Oh, Russ really, really wants to go to South America. Oh, I want to do Japan. Oh, do and it. Then, but then, and then we're like, oh, maybe we just go to Bali. No, so who knows? Don't go to Bali. I know, but like, yum food. Yeah, yum food, and it's warm. Yeah, and it's warm. But also, like, rubbish. Have you been to Japan? No. Go. We were going to go just before COVID. We were going to meet some friends there on our way home from Canada, but we... The food's incredible. Go at, towards the end of the year when it's getting colder as well because it's not, like, sticky and... I can't wait until the end of 2023 for a holiday. Oh, you need to go earlier. I need to go. Like, when do you want to go? Mm, maybe New Zealand winter. Oh, okay, so it would yeah. be Japanese summer. Yeah. This was the other thing we were thinking. Maybe we'll go back to Canada because... You know, we got lots of friends over there, and that would be fun. Yeah, and we can. We obviously have places to stay in Canmore, and yeah, but we'll see. You'll see. We will see. That sounds fun, though. Yeah, those. That's what's on my agenda, though. And honestly, just chilling the hell out. Yeah. I mean, I say that, but we'll see. (laughs) 
We all know that's not going to happen. She'll be at a desk nine to five, Monday to Friday. (laughs) I can't help it. Why? Oh, what about you? What have you? Um, What are your goals? What are goals? No. What have you got on? Settling into the house, huge. Just literally want to bake cakes. Mm. Just want to sit in there and bake cakes and enjoy every room for its intended purpose. What kind of cakes do you bake? Anything. What's what's your favourite? Carrot cake. Give me your top three. Carrot cake's my favourite cake. Is it the best one that you make though? Like let's say you're making a a cake for like someone you're trying to impress. Carrot cake. And then what? Then it would probably be like banana bread or like loaf or something. But I've got so many alternatives. Love a banana bread. Yeah. Like I can make like a banana and walnut or I'll make Mm. like a banana and pear or, mm. you know, sometimes I put, like, frosting on the top and, like, crushed nuts onto the top oh, and God. chia seeds and stuff. So, And then my other one would probably be... I make these mini blueberry muffins, mm. but the recipe is actually a donut recipe. Ooh. So it's a blueberry oh. donut, but I put it into a mini muffin tray. Do you roll them in, like, cinnamon sugar or just... No. The, oh. the, when you eat them, you kind of, like... It, it wigs your brain out a little bit because you expect it to be, like, a wrap a muffin you know how they're kind of like crumbly yeah but it's not it's kind of like sticky like a donut can you make those for us yeah i'll make them for you yeah Mm, they're really good delicious yeah really really good i actually learned that in the lockdown because i wanted to make the donuts but i couldn't buy a donut tin from anywhere because everybody just like looted all the baking stuff from every (laughs) single supermarket um so i i made them in muffin delicious so yeah settling into home and just doing all the furnishings and you know, being really intentional with the artwork and finding pieces and the furniture, not just buying stuff because I want to fill a space. Yes, I don't want to do that either. No, so I'd rather wait and get the right piece. House is probably going to be empty for six months. We'll be sitting on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come round, mm-hmm. sit yeah. on a blanket. <laughs> don't look at the walls because they're empty. <laughs> um, uh, my parents are coming over. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. When are they coming? March. Mm. And they're here for my birthday, oh, which will be the first birthday I've spent with my parents in eight years. Oh, cool. Yeah, that so would be awesome. I haven't spent a birthday with anybody I know, apart from a couple of mates, since I've been away. So that'll be so nice. Going to do a big roadie. Like, take some time off. Take some time off. Yeah. Right. Nice. Um, Going to go to Tasmania. Mm, cool. Yeah, going to go to Tasmania. I'd love to go back to Japan or maybe a snow trip. Mm. I'd love to take Robbie to New York. Oh gosh. For his birthday, cool. which is December. Yeah. Um, and hopefully go back to Nepal. Mm. Yeah. To do a hike or just yeah. hang. October maybe. What hike? What? ABC. Like oh, yeah. Annapurna base yeah. camp. Rob's um, done that, hasn't he? Yeah. No, he's sorry, I, I want to do the Annapurna circuit. Oh okay. he's done Annapurna base camp. Okay. We've both done Everest Base. I would go back and do Everest Base Camp and do the three lakes like you know the add-on bit mm. but then I'm kind of like oh I've done that yeah just do I want to I, I think in my brain I'd be like oh I know what's coming today whereas I kind of want to go and not know mm. and then oh Robbie's little brother's gonna come over too so he's in Oz at the moment doing his working holiday so he's gonna come over and see us and then just take some time yeah I need some time I need some time off um, like what we talked about on the last podcast like Try not to fill the time that you've created. You know, like the... Yeah. Trying not to fill the year 
with stuff every yeah. month. Be like, you know, I'm doing this this month and this this month, and yeah. then your weeks fill up and your weekends fill up, and then before we know it, we're sitting at the end of 2023, being like, oh, I I've didn't. spent yeah. what a year, like, <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna launch a new business in January too, mm-hmm. end of January. So hopefully that will lean into that giving me more time because yeah. I want to go down to four days a week, and Robbie's gonna do the same. So putting my work week into four days, having three days off, more time for us, more time for adventures, more time for just being together. Like we've not really spent that much time together over the past six months as much as we've been away and done stuff. But, you know, like I don't see Robbie till 9 p.m. every night Mm. unless I'm at the house with him and he leaves for work at 730 in the morning. So I'm like just excited to hang out with my husband. Yeah, (laughs) you know, yeah, see my mates and just, yeah. the four-day work week is inspiring. I, th- I yeah, I really want to get someone on to talk about the four-day work week because there's like a, a few different ways you can do it and like how you can condense your work into, uh, you know, that short amount of time. But I really find it inspiring. And I feel like it's something we should all be looking at and being like, that is cool. Let's yeah. do that. I wish did, everybody did. Did we talk about this on like the intro pod? I think we might have because there was a business in Queenstown that yeah put up that Post, post being like the mechanic and yeah said the mechanic being not like, working fridays yeah we value work-life balance so and people loved it yeah it was yeah. good it went down a hoot didn't it yeah but yeah that's that's my 2023 nice but this year not sitting down and writing a bucket list yeah every year i write i write intentions for the year mm. and it's not i normally have like a list of kind of personal intentions and business intentions and then like my third list is kind of where I want to travel or hike or see I'm not going to do that this year I'm just going to take every adventure as it comes Mm. take that pressure off yeah oh that sounds good yay all right well I think this is well we were going to do some we were going to do some like golden nuggets of information yeah some pearls 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 of wisdom for 2022 and 2023 but we didn't have any we're done we're spent we like looked at each other and we're like we don't have any we don't know just you guys work it out yourselves like i don't want to half-ass some inspirational quote to you and you'd be like well that's not that's not giving me any inspo so what we're gonna do instead is just invite you back in january season two of the go on then podcast it's coming it's coming back end of jan i reckon yeah we haven't planned it no. But we'll just see and we'll we'll let you guys know. Yeah, keep keep an eye on our socials. We're definitely taking a break over the Christmas New Year period. And then those first two weeks as a business owner in January can kind of be slow, but also semi-hectic because yes. you are trying to prep for when actual people come back on board. Yes. Um, and then... Yeah, well, we're going to throw it out to you guys. Like, what do you guys want us to talk about? Yeah, we're really keen to know. And we're keen to know kind of what you've thought of the season too. We're just two people. So we we want to know what you guys have found interesting. What's been your most favourite episode? Yeah. What's been your least favourite? Yeah, tell us. What do you want more of? Yeah, what do you want us to talk about? Like... Because we can have a topic and we can put our own spin on it. And then we can invite people in to chat. I really want to get some guests on as well. Yeah. Some people that have done cool shit. Yeah see what people thought of Ellie's episode like the structure and stuff but yeah we're keen to know so slide into our dms if you know us flick us a message yeah request just request us request us we will accept (laughs) we will deliver yeah that's what we do do what you want yeah um but again I reckon we just need to say a huge thank you 
We're very grateful. Yes, to Logitech. Yeah, creators. We're very grateful. Yeah, we're very grateful for Logitech for supplying the goods. We're very mm. grateful for everybody that's listened. Awesome sent a message, sent a screenshot, shared it on Instagram, rated it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We, yeah, we've been really, we've been really proud of ourselves, yeah. haven't we? And, and just taking on something new, putting yourself out there. It's, it's, um, I think people just listen to podcasts and they're like, oh yeah, like another podcast, but it's a big deal. Yeah. It's a lot of work, like, but it's but been enjoyable. Fun. So yeah. much fun. Yeah. It's good. No pressure. So much love. Love putting it out there. Love listening to you guys. Tell us what you think. Mm. My friend in the cafe, thanks for your beautiful words when I was ordering the coffee the other day. <laughs> She'll be listening. You know, stuff like that. It's just, it's very heartwarming when you put something out to the world and it's and it's received in a positive way. Mm. So thank you. Definitely. And we will see you in 2023. We'll see you there.